As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is powered by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Attention to Detail, the podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Ayers. So one thing I really try to pride myself on or emphasize in just my daily schedule is picking from other industries, from other fields, from other people who aren't even inside of basketball many times or are completely unrelated um, from basketball and being able to pick different qualities, whether that goes into my training, whether that goes into my business or whether that just goes into how I live as, as a person, as a human. Um, and one of those big industries that I think I've been pulling from the most and doing the most research on and really just keep up with a ton is the music industry. Um, I'm a big music guy. I listen to a ton of it, but more importantly, I really enjoy picking apart the music industry, how the best or how the top of the top succeed, why people fizzle out in the music industry, the teams behind the artists that makes them successful, really everything that goes into the music industry. I'm crazy interested in all of it for whatever reason. Um, But I do think there are some really interesting takeaways that we can pull from that industry and apply to our own businesses, whether that's training or whether that's something completely different. So I'm going to go over a few tips or a few keys rather that I've pulled from from the music industry that make the best of the best so successful, but more importantly, that are relevant to any industry. All right. Number one is having a set release schedule or strategy, right? So you'll notice a lot of the time in the music industry, for me, I primarily am a rap guy, listen to a lot of everything, but I keep up with that a uh, little bit of R&B as well, but that that rap kind of R&B genre the most in terms of um, how they release everything. So what you'll notice a lot of the time, whether this is Kanye, whether this is you know artists who are nowhere near his stratosphere, um, they have that pent up hype a lot of the time when they drop, right? It's not like you, you rarely see drops out of nowhere that are just kind of, you know, they come and then they pass, right? For months beforehand, they're putting out videos with snippets. They are 
they start to become a little bit more relevant right before they drop, right? Maybe they're creating some drama. Maybe they're on some other features. There's always some ramp up to that release point that seems to be most times a pretty planned out strategy. And a lot of this time, you'll see artists delay their albums. You'll see them continue to put out release dates or continue to put out this stuff. And that demand just keeps building and building and building. That hype keeps building. Um, And even when this drags on a while, even when an artist pushes back their album three times, that can even help, in my opinion, at least, or it seems, um, just because it's it's continuing to pent up that hype, right? So I think one thing that I've noticed in my business is I'm trying to do so many things at once. And I've talked to a bunch of other trainers and just entrepreneurs in general who are kind of on the same vibes. They do so many things or they, they take pride in so many things that they'll drop something. They finish it. And they're so number one, they're working so hard on something that they're not building up the hype for it, especially as trainers, especially as somebody who's appealing to the public, to the consumer. We have to start building up that hype early. But a lot of times we're so wrapped up in actually producing that final product that we don't build up that hype and then we drop it and then we move on to the next thing. So there's no hype really before we actually release it. And then after we release it, we're already on to the next thing. This is literally the story of my business for the past five or six years. I'll do something that I work my ass off on and move on to the next thing. And people are like, oh, you did this? I'm like, yeah, I did. And it just <laughs> it's it's a surprise to me. But this is something that I've been pulling from the music industry. And I think I've started to almost treat everything I do like my newest album, so to speak. And it sounds corny, but it's really just having that release strategy, building up the hype. And then afterwards, having some pre-planned or predetermined ways that I'm going to promote that um, as I, as it continues to grow, even as I'm moving on to the next thing. Um, and then timing is also key here, right? Some songs and albums have popped just because they're released at the beginning of summer or they're released in conjunction with some current events that just make it a little bit more relevant, right? This is important for anything you do, again, especially <clears throat> when you're appealing to the consumer, when you're appealing to a larger base of consumers, you want to make sure that this timing is perfect. And this isn't just day of the week. This isn't just time that you post your Instagram. This is really a uh, considering everything, whether that's cultural factors, whether that's a holiday that's coming up, you know, maybe you release the news for a clinic that you're doing and you do it right before spring break uh, as parents are starting to think about camps and, and events and all this stuff during the summer. So, it's, I mean, there are so many ways that you can go about this, but just understanding the understanding the macro and the micro of timing. So micro being, you know, I, I should probably post not at 10 p.m. on Instagram because everyone's going to be asleep. But also the macro, which I think is even more important, which is like everything that's going on in current events, right? If you, for example, I was planning to release one of my programs um, literally the day that uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, which prayers go out to that as well. That's obviously way more important than anything that's going on in, in the uh, in the world. So that's a conversation for another time. But Obviously, I'm I'm not going to release it then because 
just like if an artist released their album that day, people are in shock. People aren't really focusing on or they're not willing to devote all of their energy into a program, an online training program or even an album, right? Because they're just so wrapped up in everything else that's going on. So that's kind of the macro understanding all the factors culturally, politically that are going on um, lifestyle wise and making sure that timing is dialed in then. And then also having consistency here, right? Most artists drop when they do drop an album Thursday at midnight, or at least that's Eastern time, right? If you're West Coast, I guess it's 9 p.m. But you know when to expect that album. Like if I know, I don't know, Future is going to drop an album, then it's going to be Thursday at midnight. So I usually stay up every Thursday till midnight to listen to the new music. And that creates i don't know if they have an algorithm for streaming i'm again I'm, i look at all this stuff from afar i haven't really been able to talk to people who are really smart in this but i do know that having people stay up till a certain time because they know that your album is coming out at that point and doing this consistency or maybe a song whatever is going to help not only build that hype but also with your streaming numbers whatever it may be so same thing with me. Again, I just like to apply all this back into what I'm trying to do in my own business so you guys can see how I'm at least trying to apply it. Now I'm trying to post on YouTube every Wednesday and Sunday, still trying to work out the optimal time for that. But I want people to know, hey, he's dropping a video at X time on Wednesday and Sunday, and I know exactly what I'm going to get from it. So I know to be on my computer, having this consistency with your releases, with your announcements, is also something that you can take from the music industry. Number two, the big, or at least the second big umbrella factor that I've learned is that live events build loyalty unlike anything else, right? So artists will grind their asses off for years to be able to go on a big tour, not only to make a lot of money, because if I'm not mistaken, that's where a lot of artists make a good bulk of their money is those those concerts, those tours. But also when you go to a concert as a fan, you're developing even more loyalty because you're now seeing this person live, right? You're hearing the music live. You're around thousands of other people who are also interested and love with their music, right? You buy merch at the at the concert, right? You hear songs and then go back and stream those songs. Um, you post your Snapchat videos. Now everyone in your network is seeing <clears throat> their music. So from the artist perspective, you're getting more merch sales, you're getting more streams, you're getting more publicity, you're starting to create a little bit more buzz, right? And you're overall just creating more loyalty because somebody has taken the time out of their day to spend money, go to a stadium or a bar or some whatever it may be, and listen to your music and watch you perform. And we not saying that every business is going to or that this is going to be applicable to every business. But I do think that in an industry or an era, rather, where more and more is starting to become remote and online and potentially Web3 metaverse based, um, having those live in-person interactions with it, I don't care if it's your five training clients, right? That will, to me, always be more parent or more, more important, more significant in terms of building loyalty with those people 
than maybe training them online or allowing them to see your online programs. Those things are great, right? But for me, again, example in my own business, I kind of noticed this. And this is one thing that inspired what I'm doing this year with my global expansion, so to speak, or like going to Europe and trying to do a bunch of camps there. Like these are all risks. These are not guaranteed for me to go over and make a shit ton of money. You know, I'm taking time away from my gym and away from everything back home to go do these things. And this is partially inspired by a, uh, an interview, I guess not even an interview, but I, there's a podcast slash YouTube video of Gary V and, uh, and Nipsey Hussle, who both really, really smart individuals. You can say what you want about Gary V. Dude knows what he's saying. Um, and he was like, yo, this is to Nipsey. He said, why not just run ads and pick four cities, run ads in those places talk to people in those places, build your network, and then pop up there and build that base in a random country, right? Not London, which is ironic because <laughs> we're going to London and some of the bigger cities, but this is different as, as a musical artist. Um, choose four countries that you know are not huge in terms of your streams or whatever, and then go build a base in those places. And then they build that loyalty. They build that buzz there they build that fan base just by popping up there and doing a live event so that's kind of where i was uh inspired from to do the to do this kind of global uh camp tour i guess you call it whatever you want to call it because once you get places and you're interacting with people and you're able to actually have these in-person interactions those people will usually become lifelong supporters so again this doesn't have to be you traveling to another country this can be doing a local clinic, right? Free clinic. This can be you <clears throat> going to work in person with another travel team or a high school team if you're a trainer, right? Because now you're going and actually interacting with these people. It's just really doing any live event where you're creating actual interaction and loyalty that you possibly can. And this is obviously just can be catered to whatever the nature of your business is. Number three, is relations are paramount right these relations relationships rather are paramount there are a lot of talented, and this goes for any industry there are a ton of talented artists who aren't huge yet maybe in terms of statistics or just overall buzz just because they haven't had that break yet and much of that comes from relationships or the lack thereof and this is something that is tough because we all have that kind of inherent feel that if you're really good at your craft you should be the best at it or at least it should be a relative thing right there shouldn't be someone who's much worse at their craft but is doing way better than you but in reality networking is one letter away from not working building those relationships is probably an any industry more important than actually I don't want to say that because that sounds extremely like a like a radical view but relationships is you have to have a prerequisite level of skill and talent of course but having those relationships is the only thing that's going to actually project that into the next level and allow you to start monetizing that and and becoming what you want out of it so <clears throat> again 
having the right team behind you. So building these relationships where people will want to support you, will want to join your team is huge. Some of the best artists have the best teams behind them that can market them, that can push them, that can film their videos, that can connect them with people, et cetera. And then also collaborating with other people, right? I've listened to new artists because one of my favorite artists is featured on one of their songs. Then I start listening to their artists. I'm like, yo, this is kind of fire. And now I'm in love with their songs and they're one of my favorite artists. So that collaboration builds exposure. It's not always about competition, especially in a training industry where we're always competing, competing, competing. F this guy, F that that girl, whatever. Like everything seems so malicious at times. Building this collaborative feel and being able to put yourself into new ventures with other people and building genuine relationships where you don't want anything from them. They don't want anything from you um, other than to support each other. This is huge. And then also just being able to get out, network, know a lot of people, even if they're outside of your industry, they can help you, they can teach you, they can connect you with people. That to me is what really separates a lot of artists. Um, You see a lot of people who are like, quote unquote, industry plants. That's probably just because they know the right people. Again, I don't know much about the industry, but it seems to me that a lot of people get put on because they know the right people and we can't knock them for that. That's a, a talent being able to connect with people and build relationships with people. So that's a lot of the reason why in any industry, people are inherently going to be doing better than they should or a little bit worse than they should just because they have certain people to either elevate them or they don't have that network and they're being kind of held back by that. So as we see in the music industry, but with any industry, relationships are huge. Second to last thing right here, you have to be unique, right? This is something I've where I was talking to a few of my buddies about the other day. 99% of artists who just kind of burst onto the scene, they have a new unique style. Like we all want to say, oh, every rapper sounds the same right now, you know, the the old head point of view. But in reality, at least me listening to it, being a younger guy, I can understand how different each artist is. Even if it's not necessarily in their style of music, it's in their approach, it's in their production, it's in their, how they, uh, you know, put things out on social media. There are so many things that can make you unique, but most of the time when there's somebody that sounds exactly like one, two, three, four, six other artists, they're probably not going to do too well because that void is already filled. And I think a lot of the time we see, hey, this person's successful. Let me copy their model and run with it. When in reality, it's hard to be a carbon copy of somebody and then create that same success because they're already there. They've already been there, done that. So not saying you can't pull from other people and take from different things, different features that you like from everyone. But creating something that makes you unique is vital to sticking out amongst the crowd, especially in the training industry. There are so many now, which is good. The training industry is growing, but you have to make sure that you're doing something to stick out. This is one of my big things is like you hear all the time and I'm just going to keep it real here. Game specific, you know, just be really good at one dribble pull up, spot up, just get a ton of reps find what players do in a game, the most simple things they do in a game, and then just rep those out, rep those out. Does that, if 
that was training. Every, anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. So whatever, maybe training is that basic. On the business side of things, that's never going to help you grow because anybody can do that. That's the most rudimentary base level of training that you can get. So just keeping it 100% real, nobody who has that view will probably grow at this point on social media and the training industry just because you know that makes you a dime a dozen. You have to find something that makes you innovative. So whether it's an artist, whether it's a trainer, whether it's a, a restaurant, something that you have to do or something has to be innovative or unique or different about you that will help you stand out from the crowd. So that's what I've noticed, again, in the musical industry. <clears throat> and then lastly is you're going to have to adapt, right? Times change, people change, music, the style of music changes, style of training changes, the game of basketball evolves. Again, this goes into any industry, but you'll see it with Drake, right? Drake's been around since Lord knows when. Kanye, right? Kanye's been around since I was watching the documentary the other day, 2002. And he still has popping albums because he's able to adjust, right? He's able to adapt to the new style of music. He's now singing with that same kind of style that, you know, new artists do. He's featuring new artists. And I was having this conversation too yesterday. I was like, so why do you think certain artists stick around like your Kanye's, like your Drake's? And certain ones who are the same age just kind of fizzle out. And I think it's because they try to stay with what used to work, which is understandable, right? That's just naturally like if you find something that works, you want to stick to it. And you don't want to, you don't, you know, it's the, the old head point of view. You don't want to adapt to new things just because you may not like it. Maybe Kanye, maybe Drake, maybe any of these guys don't like this new style of music as much as some of the younger artists do, but they're able to remain relevant by conforming to these styles. Um, so the ones who are able to adapt are the ones who are still around. And if you can have a 20 year career in anything at the top of the top and the highest stratosphere, probably going to be pretty damn successful. So this is the same in business, right? Maybe the way you take payments change. Maybe the way you interact with people changes. Maybe you train athletes differently because the game is changing. Maybe you begin to uh, use a new social media platform. For me, this has been tough because I've never been a TikTok guy. And I honestly don't like TikTok and what it's doing with the game of basketball. But if I'm being real, TikTok is probably the next wave of social media platforms that's really going to host trainers and elevate them to success. So why would I not go with that why would i not conform to that platform and just put out my style of stuff on there so it's tough again you never you humans don't like change right they want homeostasis like they want to stay the same they want to find something that works and stick with it reality again training is a long game we're going to have to take a crazy amount of adjustments as we go and if we don't do that chances are we'll probably fizzle out even if we start to create some buzz early or at some point in our careers. So again, all of this is just different things I've noticed. I don't know enough about the music industry to really break it down to the to a science, so to speak, and, and give you guys everything 
from that perspective. But I really do think that we can look at other industries. And this is just one big example of that and pull things from it. Right. <clears throat> even if it's not a perfect uh, principle that we pull from it, even if it's not truly backed up by stats, because, again, I don't know the stats and all this. I just see this from afar. This is truly what's going to help us expand our business, at least, and even our training, because, you know, there are only so many books we can read on training and business. But when we get creative and we pull things from other industries and we talk to people in other industries, take their advice, then we can start to implement those things for the first times in our own industry. Next thing you know, that's what makes us unique. We're able to start innovating and Hopefully you guys can innovate through these things and take some of these principles and apply them. So as always, thank you guys for tuning in. I know this is an interesting topic. So if you stuck around this far, I appreciate that. Hope you guys will apply some of these things. Let me know what you think too. I would love to have a conversation about this. So as always, appreciate you guys. I'm tuning out. See you next week.